What kind of music you like? Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. All right, everybody, welcome. It's a, another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will. My name is Stephen. And on this episode, we go back to the Troma Well, and we are going to talk about the 1990 Troma film, Sergeant Kabuki Man. NYPD. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But we have some feedback. Ooh, feedback. From Evan. Hey. We talked about, on the last episode, we talked about Ong Bak. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tony Jaa movie. And so Evan chimes in. He says, What's the haps, movie fans? <laughs> I missed contributing to the Silver Motion mailbag for a bit, and I've been super busy. But nothing can bring my ass out of the woodwork like a Tony Jaa movie. <laughs> I can't remember how I got introduced to Ang Bak. Martial arts movies were in a slump for a while, and the only good shit around seemed to be meh movies like Double Team. <laughs> I just watched that not too long ago, and I don't know. It's pretty fun. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, and Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan collaborations, which I, I'm not a fan of me will, (laughs) uh, but I think one of my old coworkers recommended Ong Bak. His eyes were permanently red from weed and he recommended lame shit before like hostile and crank. So I took his recommendations with a heap of salt. Anyway, somehow, some way, I checked it out and it blew my chonies off. <laughs> Tony fucking Ja was a beast. Growing up on the best Hong Kong action shit left every other action movie in the dust. So Hong Kong has always been the pinnacle of fights, choreography, stunts, etc. And Hong Kong movies never had competition until I saw Ong Bak. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to describe the ability of Tony Jaa in comparison to Jackie Chan, Jet Li, etc. His fights aren't as hectic and comedic, but they're fucking painful. Yeah. <laughs> I quote a line from the podcast. There was that part where he double kneed that guy through the floor. <laughs> One knee is harsh. A double knee is fucking savage. <laughs> But a double knee through the floor is a fucking Mortal Kombat fatality. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn that 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 is probably one of the best descriptions of it that is. movie. Is yeah. it feels a lot like it's it's a real <laughs> Mortal Kombat kind of thing sometimes. Yeah, and as brutal as it is, it still retains that feeling of fun and amazement. That's I agree. That's what I l- like about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a snu- <laughs> it's not a snuff movie like the fights in the raid. <laughs> They're still fun roller coaster fights. It's so cool too to see a new Muay Thai style incorporated into action choreography. 
if you really look at it, it's kind of the world's first introduction to something like this, which is kind of what I was trying to say uh, in the podcast. There's been Muay Thai in movies, but not like this and not on a scale of an international release. To answer that question <laughs> of, of my friend, how many ways can you kick a guy? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is fucking infinity. <laughs> I agree. That's yeah, it's true. Each country has its own way to kick someone, <laughs> and you can see the difference in how they do it in Hong Kong and how they do it in Thailand. <laughs> anyway, Tony Ja brought some new shit to the table, and as odd as it sounds, one of the greatest talents he has is his superhuman jumping abilities. <laughs> yeah, he would... He's would, pretty amazing at his jumps. Yeah, his, his jumps were pretty crazy. He fucking floats and makes Michael Jordan look like a tumbling dipshit. <laughs> you pointed out one where he's in a fighting stance, yet he jumps like 80 yards without changing his stance. He's incredible. That fight with the wiry dude with that shitty afro wig is one of my favorite fights. Not in its complexity, but in its simplicity. The afro guy throws some of the most incredible... And most incredibly complex kicks, yet they all get stuffed by the simple Muay Thai moves. He doesn't get his balls kicked up into his skull, but he just gets intimidated and humiliated. <laughs> and Tony Ja keeps this range on him where he just can't escape. He almost wins the fight by defense. It's neat and different, and I've watched that fight like a hundred times. <laughs> As a weird side note, side note, Tony Jot really motivated me to lose weight, and I used I used to constantly watch his Angbak fights while exercising and shed over 100 pounds. Hey, congratulations, Evan. Jesus, that's a lot of weight, dude. Yeah. During that time, I went from a blobby disaster to a ripped Adonis. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Fuck. Please review The Protector. If you loved Ong Bak, The Protector ups the fucking game tenfold, I think. I haven't screamed and howled at a movie like that probably ever, and it's one of those movies that you just have to show other people. I remember bringing it over to my brother's place to show him, and we were fucking through the roof like it was a frat party. <laughs> There's so many things to talk about in that movie, too. There's that tracking shot. There's so many different fighting styles. The biggest fucking human being I've ever seen. <laughs> and a fight scene that made me scream so much that my balls flew out of my eye sockets. <laughs> Please review that one. Okay, I'm stopping here. I can't type while throwing kicks at imaginary enemies in my shitty living room. Keep up the fine work, gentlemen. Hiya. <laughs> and... There's a sequel comment. Ooh. Very brief. Also from Evan. Okay. I deleted this because it was corny, but now I'm laughing so much that I'll type it. <laughs> Please review The Protector. It can be part of Tony January <laughs> at the Silver Emulsion <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> and I would like to extend my gratitude for adding that Tony John Uary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that's just the kind of stupid shit that Silver Emulsion is built upon. 
this is the the website uh, that brought you the fucking uh kaijun <laughs> <laughs> and ice fest 2012 <laughs> and the weekend at bernie's so yeah i feel like tony january is a a great thing so are you down to review the protector? Well, sure. <laughs> While it's still January, <laughs> ain't got much time left. But uh, very good. Yeah, going. we'll have to do it next. <clears throat> so look forward to that. Do you have any other responses to Evan? Or? Um, I don't know. Just uh, I I, I don't know. sounds spot on with uh, Tony Jaw that it's it's. It feels like an, a good Mortal Kombat kind of a just crunchiness with the, yeah, like especially with like I don't know something about Mortal Kombat doesn't quite feel like it's because it, it's not it's American made so it doesn't really feel like it's Chinese or Japanese so putting it somewhere else that I'm completely unfamiliar with because oh, like it's Thailand? still trying to yeah in Thailand it's like it's not the my immediate thought of Asia yeah and but. Mortal Kombat is like kind of trying to be martial arts and and yes. vaguely kind of quasi Asia ishness. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like yes. seeing these uh kind of Thailand areas just kind of it, it just seems like it it it's another like uh, just this isn't the typical normal <laughs> right okay uh, Japan or China that I'm <laughs> or Hong Kong <laughs> that I'm used to seeing in these movies so yeah it does uh kind of give it a, a a little bit of a outside the norm kind of flavor but like just kind of i'm just thinking of like that fight in the dig site with all the the buddha statues and stuff like i could see that as a mortal combat stage yeah for sure <laughs> like for that, sure. that just seems like that would be a stage in a mortal combat game yeah in a, in a way that most other like set action scenes i don't i can't really imagine as a mortal combat <laughs> arena <laughs> Yeah, that would. I think that would work. It's very dark and like yeah, it's dusty got like the and, lighting is yeah. just right, and 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 it has the floor that you could crush through, double right? me a guy through for the fatality. <laughs> there would obviously it's Mortal Kombat, so there would be they'd spikes. Have to, yeah, they'd have to add spikes or something. There. Or, yeah, or something to maybe saw blades or something, Some, something like something that. Something creative yeah. to throw down there. You double knee the guy through the floor, and then he would hit the the saw blades or the spikes yeah. or whatever is down there. <laughs> uh, I yeah, yeah. That fucking. That's what I like about about Ong Bak. It's it's brutal, but at the same time, it's still fun, and right, that's what right. kind of turns me off from the raid. As much as I like that shit, but mm-hmm. it's still fun. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's do Protector. All right. Um, so I guess yeah, we have to talk about uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man now. Yeah, not starring Tony Jaa. No, Tony Jaa is not Kabuki Man. <laughs> no, Kabuki Man is, a... is played by Rick Giannisi, <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, the star of one of my favorite um, shitty B movies that that Full Moon produced before they were Full Moon, called Mutant Hunt. <laughs> He's the star of Mutant Hunt before before he was in this movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that movie. It's a it's a real piece of shit. But one of these days, <laughs> I want to watch it. I want to show it to you and see if you like it as well. I guess we'll find out one of these days. Yeah, I think it's fun. But uh, yeah, this is 
Kabuki Man. This is the movie that followed up um, Toxic Avenger 3. This is the next Lloyd Kaufman movie. He got the deal to make this movie because this movie was co-produced by a couple of Japanese companies, mm, one okay. of which was Namco. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the video mm. game company. I don't know if yeah. they produce other things. Um, other than video games, but that's where I know them from. Right. But uh, while, like I said before, Toxic Avenger 1 was a big hit in Japan, and so that's kind of why they mm. shot Part 2 um, partially in Japan, because right. it was a big hit. And so while they were shooting Part 2 in Japan, they were approached to make a... Japanese themed superhero sort of movie and so they this said yes well. and they made Kabuki Man <laughs> when they were done with the because uh, they were making Toxic Avenger 2 was supposed to be one movie and then so when they finished all of that next thing on the docket was Kabuki, Kabuki Man, Man. alright and it's a weird one because the Japanese companies and uh, Michael Hurts, the other part of Troma. Troma is Michael Hurts and Lloyd Kaufman. Mm -hmm. And they both directed Kabuki Man and they both directed other movies. Um, and they, Michael Hurts generally produces the movies but nowadays. But anyway, Hurts and the Japanese companies agreed that they should make a kid's movie. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman would not relent. He wanted to make R-rated trauma movie. And so they kind of arrived in the middle ground where this movie kind of exists, where there's hmm. a little bit of trauma-ness, but not full-on trauma-ness. And, and uh, it was initially released as a PG-13 edit, or PG edit, one of those two. Okay. Where like all the <clears throat> all the trauma ist trauma ist stuff gets cut out. Yeah. It's cut out. But this version that we watched is the the full on uncut version, even though it's not really that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it does seem kind of in line with a uh, Toxic Avenger. It's a uh, not qu like it's not quite as over the top on things i guess but no. it's, it's it's definitely got that that style and feel to it for sure it definitely has the style and the feel the trauma the 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 trauma style <laughs> yeah it's, it's they, all other movies have that <clears throat> you know the shitty sound effects like <laughs> like weird shit that <laughs> right, you know it's right. like dumb juvenile jokes and shit um but like when kabuki man kills people it's generally not a gore right, situation, right. <laughs> whereas in Toxie, it sometimes, I guess it's not always, but a lot of times it is kind of a gory thing. Yeah. Or it can yeah. be. Yeah, like I remember him uh, putting the dude's face in the milkshake machine and like drilling through his face or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> and in the beginning of Toxic Avenger 2, one of my favorites is he puts a guy in the wheelchair and then smashes the <laughs> wheelchair. And so all these like guts and shit oh, yeah, comes out. I remember that. Yeah. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. 
he erases the guy's face in the video store in the beginning of oh, yeah, part yeah, three yeah. and stuffs that dude's hand in uh, the VCR uh, and it, yeah, like, gets, they're like some like hand prop that got yeah, like that shredded, gets shredded up. up. And, yeah, yeah, that was a... yeah. <clears throat> so you don't really get that kind of stuff in this right, one. right. But at the same time, like I don't know, I, I feel like. I I guess as much as the gore is a part of a trauma humor, like it, does, yeah. You you don't need gore to be funny and goofy and weird. No, you don't. It, you, there you are don't. other options. It, it's one of several <laughs> choices it, you can make. <laughs> it is. And so I feel like Kabuki Man not having the gore doesn't. I I kind of feel like it didn't detract from it. It just was choosing other options to. Yeah. To make goofy, uh, fun, bizarre scenes. Yeah, and I don't, I think it's fine. Like, it fits the character in a way. Yeah. It's... As much as I love gore. <laughs> and I, I fucking, like, trauma gore. Not so much the earlier, I mean, the earlier stuff is fun, but man, like, once you get to shit like, like, Poultrygeist, I swear to God, like, Poultrygeist is, like, my one of my favorite movies. The gore in that is just so fucking good. <laughs> and it's so funny and over the top and weird and just so good. And so, but that's like a, that style, they s slowly, they, it started with Toxic Avenger and then it slowly oh, sort of built over, over the years. Because yeah. Poltergeist is 2006, <clears throat> so that's one of the, mm, okay. the later ones. The only thing that he made after that is the Return to Nukem High movies. Well, he has another movie that he made, Shakespeare's Shitstorm, <laughs> an adaptation of The Tempest. But uh, I don't think that one's out or it's not. It's certainly not available. It might be he might be showing it around towns or whatever. But, mm. but yeah, they, they don't they don't go hard into the gore. And that's yeah. OK. Yeah, I would I didn't feel like it needed that. I didn't feel like, oh, this needs to be gorier or something. I definitely feel like it needs gore. <laughs> it doesn't need it, but, like, man, I wanted it. <laughs> I don't know. There's parts that just, like, fuck, they could, be, they could be better with gore, I think. Yeah, maybe. Specifically one part, but I don't know that we want to go to the ending just yet. <laughs> I mean, not that we follow any sort of trajectory. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I feel like, aside from uh, maybe just that that last fight, I feel like I I wasn't like this needs to be have more. Like I, I felt like it was meeting my expectations or okay. exceeding them through the whole the whole movie. Basically, well, that's good. so I, yeah, because the end is kind of a letdown. Um, yeah, just that just the fact that there wasn't much of a fight it's yeah like they, they more just like hug it out for a minute and then yes. he explodes, then he explodes. <laughs> it's just kind of like i was hoping for an actual fight right especially with that crazy ass like costume he's got right. with the freaking heads on the hands yeah like what the fuck <laughs> like i was like oh shit what is this gonna do i don't know what it's gonna do but it's gonna be awesome and then they just and don't then, do anything yeah and then it doesn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah, oh. yeah aside from that i enjoyed pretty much everything in the movie so well, that's good. Yeah. Because I, th I feel like this is one of the most uneven of Troma's movies. Like, as I fucking love this movie. I love all of them. But, like, 
there's it's just kind of like I don't know I get bored more in this movie than I mm. do in other trauma movies and I guess I guess Kabuki Man as a character he wouldn't go to that end guy and like disembowel him <laughs> I guess that is a toxic Avenger sort of a thing. And I guess yeah. there's part of me that just wants <clears throat> Toxie to show up and just like rip his guts out and <laughs> and like shove it like that, that shit in, in the beginning of part three where he sticks that dude's hand in the VCR. And then after that, he sticks his mop handle through his ears and then <laughs> yeah. twists his head off <laughs> Like ah, I wish that I could see something like that with that end monster because I really love that that costume and it's just like got so much potential and then right, it just explodes right. and it's like fuck come yeah, on Toxie yeah. where are you <laughs> I, I I do really wish they'd had some more of a, a something to go yeah. on there like, and so I guess it is just that part I guess the rest of the movie I'm not hoping for more gore or anything it it really is just that end I guess yeah and. I, I will say the whole way through the movie, maybe not the whole way, but like maybe about after the half, first half hour or something, like the, most of the movie, I would just kept thinking, ah, oh, this guy needs to have a team up with Toxie. They need to just have like yes. a joint movie where they're both running around just stopping crime in crazy, stupid ways. Yes, that that <laughs> would be quite, quite good. <laughs> and while there isn't that whole movie... <laughs> There, Toxie and Kabuki Man show up in basically every other uh, mm. movie, and if I remember right, there's a a a, a fair chunk of Toxie Four where they are kind of hanging out together. I'll I'll look forward to that. Yes, but we have look. to we have to get there first because <laughs> there's still uh, in between. Because I want you to see the other ones in between. Um, we should probably watch Class of Nukem High too at some point, but the first two at least, those are fucking good. But the uh, the other two are Tromeo and Juliet, which is the James Gunn movie that he worked mm-hmm. on, and then uh, Terror Firmer, which is the first time when I saw it. Terror Firmer is the movie that Evan showed me and his brother he was just like you gotta see this look at this shit <laughs> like trauma is amazing because we grew up where it's like trauma movies they distributed a bunch of movies and it was like the trauma name wasn't necessarily like mm, didn't mean anything well it was specific. like it was like maybe it'll be good maybe it'll be the worst movie you've ever seen <laughs> like it's not something that you trust necessarily if the lloyd coffin movies like toxie and stuff like those are definitely good you know we knew those but like just overall the name was very hit or miss yeah, yeah and like just i don't know it wasn't like a trusted source and so evan was just like you gotta see this movie terra firmer you like just watch the beginning you just watch this beginning and tell me this isn't the greatest shit you ever saw. And like the beginning of that movie is incredible. <laughs> and that was the first time where I saw like trauma gore other than, cause I had seen Toxie, but like, I don't even know if I had seen the uncut ones mm. cause it was back way back when. And so as like a, I was probably like 19 or something as a relative adult, 
seeing the beginning of that, it's like, oh, this is what trauma, this is what Lloyd Kaufman is doing with movies. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. And so that was like the moment where I became a fan, like, and I started to distinguish the distributed and the produced movies that mm. Truman did. I don't remember what I was trying to say before where, where I started thinking about, oh, we were talking about, I want you to see Tromeo and, and Terra Firma before we get to Taxi 4. All right. So, yeah, we should do that. Um, but you liked it. You liked yeah. Kabuki Man. Yeah. I, I got done with it, and I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do for the podcast? I, I think it's just going to be a, an entire list of, hey, do you remember that? That was awesome. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> think so? Like... <laughs> well, there's there's a few other things to talk about other than just like, hey, that was awesome. Um, so what was awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Like ah, uh, like Rembrandt, he stands out to me as, as oh, in the, the moment yeah. of just like just him because he's all through the movie, just the guy with the wig, just yeah, running yeah. around being this crazy, weird, murdering shit. Oh. <laughs> that guy's awesome. <laughs> I love him. Uh, his his whole little team of flunkies are <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like the big dude with the tattoos who was kind of stomping around, the big muscle body yeah, with, the, guy with the flat the tank top? top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, <clears throat> Brick Bronsky. <laughs> He's actually in a, a quite a few uh, trauma movies. This was, the, I believe, the first trauma movie that he was in. And uh, he's in the, the Class of Newcomb High sequels, which mm. the second one they made right after this one. But Lloyd Kaufman didn't direct it. But uh, I don't know. That second one is fucking... That's uh, a killer movie. I haven't seen the third one in a long time, but I never really liked that one. But... Mm. But those are the those two are in between this and Tromeo because Tromeo is not until like ninety six or something like that. Hmm. They they had a hard time getting money, like basically, <laughs> like they I don't know how to do, like Newcomb High three was a big deal because they they lost all of their deals with the major studios uh. and they set up their own like distribution like video distribution company with that movie so that was the first release mm. of their new company that was like independently owned cuz i i don't know the companies or whatever but they always like had brokered some deal to get their vhs out into the mainstream through some other company. Hmm. So they weren't like completely in control until Newcomb High 3. Hmm. And then they, like everything after that, pretty much everything after that, they kind of owned and distributed and made all the money from whatever yeah. little money they <laughs> those trauma movies make. I don't know, but. Yeah, they're kind of kind of niche. <laughs> A little bit, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. The more I watch them, the more it's just like everybody doesn't like this. This is so good. You 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 are in that niche. <laughs> I am firmly in that. Yeah, like these are right up the alley that I have created for myself. <laughs> Shovel and pitchfork in hand. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I don't know. This one I can like this one I can see where people 
think like, oh, these trauma movies, they're kind of weird and shitty. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know what it is about this one more so than Toxie or the later movies, but I don't know. There's, I don't know what it is about this one. Maybe it's just that there's not gore, but I think it's more than that. I don't know. Hmm. I it's I feel like it's dumber <laughs> than the other ones. <laughs> Maybe because they're trying at some level to be more juvenile than they already usually are. <laughs> so let's take a one of the most juvenile movie makers that makes movies for adults. And yeah, then, and then make them make a movie for kids. What are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I, I just I remember seeing like the cover of this before on like a Netflix thing and yeah and, I was gonna ask you about that yeah because like at the time I thought well oh, Sergeant Kabuki man like this sounds just dumb enough that it might be fun that was like my immediate thought when I saw yeah. that cover and I just never watched it back then I just had other things that I was doing but like I I think I was right it was just dumb enough to be fun <laughs> like, it is very fun and it's very dumb very fun. Do you think if you saw it way back then, whenever it was, you think you would like it then? I think I, I think I would have enjoyed it, but I think I would, I liked it now more than I would have back then. Yeah, I, th I think uh, the the low budgetness of it and just like the general lack of like production quality would, yeah. would have kind of turned me off a bit more back then. Yeah, but now I'm just like whatever. <laughs> You know, you can definitely tell and stuff like the audio quality is not like some yeah. clear kind of stuff. Or, yeah. But I'm just like, eh, whatever. Why does it need to be better? Why, why would it need to? No, it's perfectly fine. You know, like what, what would improve by having higher quality sets or. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> is that really going to enhance its charm or something? I, I kind of don't think so. I but. don't think so. Like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking charming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it charms me. Yeah, like, I, I love the police station and all the just random, just oh hectic lunacy just in the background. Like, yeah, like that, the trauma nutcases in the background where it's just, like, you see it in the, taxi movies and you've mentioned before like oh there's too much they focus too much on those background people <laughs> i don't know if you remember saying that but it's and, something that yeah. is in my head and it's like because when i was watching this one i was thinking about that and i was thinking like i think this one has the right balance where it's yeah, they're know, there enough they're recognizable and yeah I, d I don't remember specifically saying like there's too much focus on it but i'm not there, there wasn't just i'm not specifically remembering yeah, yeah. what exactly i was might have been talking about then but yeah i think it does just have that perfect balance where you see them and you go oh that's this weird goofball character and then then they're you're moving on with what uh, yeah the movie's getting on with so yeah that's because this movie feels almost like it's it's hard to describe for me because i feel like it's more competent overall as a movie than something that's kind of like hacked up like the third toxie movie yeah where it like, yeah they kind of had to yeah it, it feels somewhat compromised and it's yeah, not like was, there was definitely some editing weirdness in there of the the plot structure yeah and those in that one but 
and so this one feels more complete yeah it's, as, it's, as like a you know it's a single entity that right. belongs as it is yeah so mm. I, I feel that way but at the same time like i am less entertained by this than <laughs> toxic three so it's hard for me to like understand <laughs> how i feel about this movie i mean i love it but i'm also conflicted yeah hmm. um do you like the like when the cop is the cop he's not kabuki man I fucking love how like disheveled he is all the time, and he's just like all flopping around, and his shirt's always untucked, and he's just like the yeah. most, <laughs> you know, because he's supposed to be a cop, but he's just uh, so I, all over the place. I love the like. I think it's only one scene, but like the scene where you walk into his apartment, and it's just like coated in beer cans. <laughs> I love it's just that. Like, it's, it's like waiting, to, and it's like. <laughs> he just tosses an empty can over his shoulder and you just hear this clattering because you know it hit like 50 other cans and started an avalanche in the corner (laughs) yeah that's great i love him he's it's just he's such a just he's like a lovable sort of fuck up like i don't know and like I never like watched this show, but for some reason he gave me this like kind of Seinfeld vibe of just like oh really vi- I don't maybe just like visually his uh-huh. hair or something I don't know it just made me think Seinfeldish thoughts huh. but like I've never watched Seinfeld so I don't really know like so I'm not talking like humor or style I think yeah, it's yeah. just like the image for the some image. reason um, I don't know I mean I've never really I've seen a few episodes but I've <clears throat> never been a big fan. Um, I specifically don't like Jerry Seinfeld, the, you know, like, I feel like he's a weird kind of guy, but yeah, so I, I never liked like, the show. Like when you, you mentioned just how disheveled this cop yeah. guy is, it just kind of makes me for some reason parallel him to huh. Seinfeld Maybe, in my head. maybe there's something scatterbrained about him that maybe the michael richards character kramer he's kind maybe of like that's, disheveled yeah and, I, I think there's there's some connection there that like just because I've never watched the show, I don't have a yeah. real connection to it. Right. I'm not my brain is like pointing at it like there's something here that's a connection, but I'm right, but I'm you not don't, familiar yeah, enough yeah. to really uh actually know what that connection is. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> there's some thread leading in that direction and I'm like I don't know where that's going really, but Right. Well, that's okay. It's like the podcast. We don't know where it's going. It probably isn't going anywhere. But we're going to keep going anyway. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, right? we're going to keep pulling that thread. Until the whole thing unravels. And... Right, yeah. But, yeah, he was uh, yeah, he was just this lovable little just fuck up just yeah. gonna... <laughs> i like i like how he's just like flopping around like he's not he's not a competent cop you know he's, right you know and there's kind of this scene where he's like out jogging with the other cop who is competent and she's just oh, like yes, oh, i've done yes. this and this and then and he's like oh my god i'm the shittiest cop ever she right. knows what she's doing what the hell am i doing <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah he's like the worst like it, it just felt like that was some like moment of revelation to him of like what am I doing with my life? Yeah, <laughs> like, like he has no conception that he's just a fuck up, even like, though his apartment is <laughs> like a thousand <laughs> beer cans. 
I just love it. It's like that, just that moment just felt like this moment of like, he thought he was this great cop all along. And then he suddenly realizes, <laughs> wait, I don't do shit around here. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. He, he really isn't a good, <laughs> good cop. That's funny though. He just realized it then. <laughs> he thought he was dirty Harry the whole time. Yeah. Have you seen Dirty Harry? No, no, I don't. I, oh, I have not actually seen Dirty Harry. It's good. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, but that first movie is really good. I haven't seen the other ones in a long time. Is that the one of the? Uh, if are you feeling lucky, punk? Yes, it is. Okay. That's that's the first yeah. Dirty Harry movie. It's the quote that yeah, that's, is so pervasive yeah, in in society of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's the big one. Had a lot of fun with the uh, the clown part where I he, love that where clown he tries part. to turn into Kabuki yeah. and he fucks it up and turns into this clown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's like he's, he tries to shoot his his chopsticks and just this glitter comes out. Again, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, just that whole chase scene where he's like running away from the cars and he gets on that tricycle and yeah <laughs> turns it into a unicycle. <laughs> oh my god. It's so funny. The, the, the birthday party. Yes, the birthday party thing. And like you're like, oh, what dumb shit is it going to do now? And it's just the kids cheering about all of the, the gunfire. <laughs> right, I know. I think, I think my, my favorite part of that scene anyway is when is there, there's just this shot of the kids like laughing and cheering and the mom is just leaning against a wall chugging a bottle. and <laughs> just like this whole party going on. like... <laughs> <laughs> and the little girl just standing next to her just like happy as can be yeah i love how they're cheering it on they think it's just a show and these guys are just mowing <clears throat> trying to mow him down with their uzis and shit ak-47s and stuff <laughs> it's so funny so in that car chase part did you happen to notice the big car stunt um, where the the what, car the cars explode flips yeah and it flips, it flips and like, over and like then it tears lands. out like a whole yeah. chunk of the undercarriage <laughs> and just flips around i was like oh shit you're doing a real stunt <laughs> yeah and then it lands and explodes yeah inexplicably <laughs> it's trauma it's got to explode right yes and so this this particular stunt this car stunt is a reason why you need to see these trauma movies in order mm -hmm. because this is the movie where this stunt they shot it for this movie but <laughs> they use it again they use it again <laughs> and i feel like in i read on this thing on the internet recently where they said that because of the weird distribution thing with with Kabuki Man because of the like the R version and the PG-13 version there was something where like Kabuki Man didn't actually get a theatrical release in the US very small I think it was until like 96 and that was when Tromeo was coming out mm. at the same time so like it's in Tromeo and Juliet and so there was always some confusion like which movie did it come from originally because these things came out around the same time because you know it's no internet in those days right. i mean there was but 
how much information about trauma was there on the in- right, internet. Right. And so it was like, I don't know if in Tromeo and Juliet, if they intended for, I think they just used it to use it because, hey, fucking most people probably haven't seen Kabuki Man. We can just reuse it. But as time goes on and the, the movies after that, they start to know that the audience, the trauma audience is going to like they're expecting <laughs> the fucking car stunt to be in the movie. And so they, <clears throat> they continuously like play on that as mm. the movies go on. And so it's important to have that understanding that like this is where it starts and then going okay. forward. Uh, I hope you like that stunt because <laughs> you're gonna see it again. You're gonna see it again. <laughs> uh, you know that's good because I d- I did kind of want to watch it again just to like it's look a good a bit one more at that because uh, I, I I swear there was like some weird chunk of the undercarriage of the car just like there peeling is. out and there I is. wanted to get a better look at that. So I guess I'll get a better look at that someday. You will. <laughs> you will. You will get to see it multiple <clears throat> times. <laughs> So yeah, that's a big a big thing. And there are other recurring things in trauma movies as well. And the the one big one that that is I'm a big fan of in addition to this car stunt comes in Tromeo. So mm. it, you'll see it in the next one. I fucking love trauma. I don't know, it's like yeah, and, uh, there was some mention of Tromaville in here. Like they were going to ship something off yes. to Tromaville or something. Yeah, so this one takes place in <clears throat> New York City because right. he's NYPD. And Tromaville is in New Jersey where, where Taxi is. And so it's just, I don't know. I've never been over there, so I don't know. But my understanding is that they're relatively close right. across some sort of a bridge or something. Um. So yeah, they're just gonna dump it in in New Jersey. Yeah, in Tromaville, where everything gets dumped. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and so <coughs> it was it was kind of funny because in in that moment I was like, oh yeah, this isn't in Tromaville. Yeah, <laughs> I just is... kind of assumed it was Tromaville because it's freaking trauma. Yeah, but, but no, it's Tromaville adjacent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the New York City of trauma movies is just as weird <laughs> <Yeah>. as Tromaville. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I love the uh, when he, when he's beating up that group of thugs and like the cops come in and they're like asking people and it was like oh yeah only like three people died there's no reason to write this up <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not serious enough for it's them. not a big deal <clears throat> I love that cop when they like because at the end of the that scene where he's kabuki man and then later when he's the clown it's the same cop right. who he's like showing his badge to <laughs> yeah. i love how how excited he is like oh you are you are griswold <laughs> like both times like it's yeah. a big like oh shit <laughs> i love that guy it's a good example of of those like I love the trauma background people and like we said earlier where it's like it's a good amount of them right right like without without uh I mean I don't I could take as much as they'll give me <laughs> of weird <laughs> one note trauma background characters but 
but this one it, it does strike a good balance i think right like you're you're getting a lot of new content all the time yeah i love yeah. the the actor's name is joe fleischicker he's in a bunch of fucking trauma movies and he's the the cop that's like always eating donuts and shit oh yeah that guy that <laughs> guy like was jamming awesome. donuts in his face <laughs> i love that guy just <laughs> where he's just like making fun of Griswold while he's like sh- like he's just coated in, in powdered sugar and sweat like yeah. he's, just, like he's just sweating and showering down I donuts love it. I love it he's the best oh, and at the end when he's all like freaked out and scared but he's still eating the donuts yeah like... <laughs> yeah that's uh, just classic trauma just I don't know. I, I think my favorite like one note characters from this movie were right at the beginning where the guy's doing coke off the convertible oh, those top. Guys, yeah. <laughs> just, like, just in broad daylight, just like just a lot of coke just yeah. off the top of a convertible. Just just... Fucking Wall Street douchebags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those guys were awesome. Yeah, that that girl like lands on. They said like the the girls are gonna be raining down on you or something. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then that girl like lands on it. <laughs> I uh, was kind of expecting like to they would come back to them in some way or another. Oh right? yeah, and they, you were they hoping. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no. There's just. Uh, I was hoping for some follow up where you would see the one guy and like the guy who had the girl land on him is probably dead or something because he had like a someone you know, if it yeah, was a fall, right. far enough fall for her to die it probably hit him enough to kill him too but yeah, probably <laughs> but that would like, be or logical. to have him in the hospital or something and just be yeah. like oh well guess your good luck's over now just to follow up on what happened to him <laughs> afterwards but uh, we don't need follow-up yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're douchebag wall street guys who cares yeah that's the one thing Maybe this is one of the things that is lesser about this movie is that I feel like and this is going to sound stupid, but trauma movies generally have some sort of a message, <laughs> <laughs> like not a not like a deep message, but there's right, right. usually some sort of anti corporate or anti nuclear yeah, yeah. thing or yeah, that, that is definitely kind of in here. There. There's definitely in here, and it's like anti corporate with the guy is like a major corporation and he's like right. funneling money through this like fake church thing so there's a little bit of that but i feel like it's it's in the background more than the toxic movies and maybe that's just because the characters are you know like yeah kabuki men is not concerned with these things yeah or toxic avengers <laughs> like the whole origin is yeah the people dumping toxic waste right. in tromaville have kind of fucked the place up yeah and like, I guess Nukem High is a similar sort of thing where there it's the high school and like across the street is this nuclear plant, <laughs> and like then there's all these mutants and shit because of that. Um, so I guess it is more in the fabric of those movies than than this one. This yeah. one is just a little bit more in the back. And maybe that is to do with this coming from an, an outside company talking to them about that's true yeah like if this was not entirely their idea yeah then it's not going to be as baked into the core concept as it is in toxie and yeah yeah because i feel like like those issues are lloyd's lloyd kaufman's issues as well like those are the things he believes in right and so 
yeah, this one is a little bit, I guess as overall, it's just Lloyd Kaufman a little bit watered down. And so that makes sense that the message is also <laughs> a little watered down. Yeah, yeah. Not that it's super <clears throat> strong in the, in the earlier movies. I definitely think it's stronger in like poultry guys than even mm-hmm. return to Newcomb High, but those are for later. Mm-hmm. Um, what about that first transformation to Kabuki Band? Oh, yeah, when he's in the theater still, and yeah, well, yeah. and he becomes no, not not so much that. Is that no? When he first becomes, and you first see the suit, it's like okay. halfway oh, yeah, through yeah, the movie. Okay, yeah, and he like goes into that like the the fucking the balloon, the balloon, thing. like yeah, yeah it's like becomes <laughs> it like all the, poofs out, and he's like, what the yeah, fuck am I stuck in. He becomes like the kabuki chrysalis, <laughs> where he's <laughs> yeah, just like stuck he's... in it, and he's slowly becoming, you know, before he bursts out. Yeah, it was. Did it, you enjoy it was, that? It was fun. Yeah, just uh, your superhero becoming moment where it's kind of yeah. Like, because I don't know it. it it worked. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. It's so it, fun. It was fun. It's yeah. so fun. I love the effect where, where, like, they'll put. Yeah, there were actually like a lot of really where, good. Like the fucking balloons out where. Yeah, where, like, yeah. There, there were actually like a lot stuff. of like special effects stuff in there of him transforming and yeah. like, the hair growing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like his little veins popping out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There actually was a lot of that. I was. That was pretty cool stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good good transformation. Mm-hmm. I always love a good transformation. Yeah, like it starts off with just like this liquid going over his yeah, face. And then yeah, yeah, like yeah. the face paint and then the, like the balloons right. moving out becomes little red lines. And yeah. Then, <laughs> uh, I have to say, I always loved the uh, the old like Batman transition. Where, where you'd get the oh, Kabuki the, Man yeah. face and it's spinning around like, <laughs> you I just hear the that, Batman yeah. theme going out like, yeah, those are fun too. Those, like yeah. the first time that happened, I was just busting up. <laughs> yeah, it gives it a, a nice fun little, because the whole movie is very fun, sort of comic booky, sort of. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're, it's a superhero sort of a thing. And it's like, uh, not superhero of these days sort you know because the the term in terms of movies has changed since 1990 <laughs> i guess so but like in terms of those kind of that era of movies you know it's it's like a fun little low budget version <laughs> of like 89 was the first batman movie or the first oh, yeah, michael yeah, yeah. keaton batman movie and there's even a a callback to that in this where the the one guy says to kabuki man like who are you <laughs> and he goes i am kabuki man which is, that's the beginning of of tim burton batman oh, yeah, where he's yeah, like who yeah are you? I'm yeah that was actually i i had totally forgotten that but in the moment of that i was like oh i should ask will about that like when when like because i know like yeah no it's it's a reference to batman for sure yeah because that was 89 and this is 90 because that i immediately thought of that and i'm like that have been around when this movie was made like was yeah, that yeah. like is it really a callback to that or is it no they didn't steal it from kabuki man <laughs> <laughs> no it's yeah it's but i also think that line has been in like later batman movies has it like 
I mean, uh, maybe of, it's of pretty later Batman stuff anyway. Like yeah, just, I mean, it's pretty simple, but it, it seems like a a, a Batman ish thing. Yeah, to just in general, and so I was I'm I'm was also thinking of it in terms of later Batman stuff. Oh, okay. And so I was like, was that in the original Burton? Was that before the Kabuki Man? They're like, well, it's definitely in '89 Batman because like when I was a kid and I saw that in the theater. That was one of, I mean, it's right at the beginning, but that was one of those standout moments where I was like, fuck yeah, it's, this yeah. Is, I'm seeing Batman on the big screen. Like, this is a big <laughs> deal. This, yeah, he's Batman. And, and so, like, that moment has always stuck out to me for mm-hmm. ever since then. And so, yeah. when I see it here in Kabuki Man, it's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, I think that weirdly never did stand out to me that the, Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, you like said it. you didn't like that movie or yeah, something. Yeah, like, I liked it as a kid, but I didn't, like, love it. Oh, it was okay. just like, yeah, it's sure, whatever, it's Batman, whatever. Like, I'd have been just as happy with a old 60s Batman TV oh, okay. show or, uh, and probably, I, I was big into the animated series in the 90s. Oh, that's after. <clears throat> yeah, that came after and was largely inspired by that Tim Burton movie. Like, yeah. Certainly musically and visually. Yeah, didn't they use the same Same like, Batmobile, same, the same theme, like kind of remixed. Yeah. <clears throat> and very similar kind of vibe of color scheme and stuff. But yeah, when I went back to that first Tim Burton movie later on, I was like, this movie's kind of boring. <laughs> Man, really? That's just so cool, though. <laughs> And, like, even... Jack Nicholson. Like, even before then, like, people would always talk about that movie and be like, oh, like, Michael Keaton, is like, he totally is, like, Batman. And, like, yeah. even as a kid, I was like, he doesn't really look like Batman. It's, 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 I just never really saw Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh-huh. Like, even as a kid, it just didn't huh. seem even right. Even in, in that dope suit, though? Yeah, like, it just... Oh, man. I'm like, that's not Batman wearing that suit. Who put on Batman's costumes? <laughs> like, oh, really? who are you? Like, it never felt right to me. Oh, weird. And yet that's something that people say about that movie is that he felt like Batman. It was like, oh, yeah. this is Batman. And, like, for some reason, for me, it just never clicked as... Huh. as it's like you're not batman who are you that's (laughs) funny so i don't know why but i can't really pin that down just that it just never worked for me for some reason i can't explain it it's just well yeah just the way it happened that's funny that you thought that as a kid too yeah it was just like (laughs) (laughs) just never really like so i never like as a kid, I enjoyed the movie because it was just Batman doing cool stuff, but right. it never really, like, got in, like, it was hmm. never a big thing for me, that movie. Did you see the sequels when they came out? Um, I saw Batman Returns, and that was, I didn't see any of the other, the Schumer, Schumacher ones, I didn't see at all. What about now? You've still never I seen still them? I still have never seen them. <laughs> oh, man. So I was, because I was going to ask, like, because then we got Val Kilmer, Batman, and then George Clooney, Batman. And yeah, it's, I've I've never seen them outside of the, the meme clips ah, where people are making fun of them. But You should watch those. They're fun. If you like, you watched 60s Batman as a kid? Yeah, yeah. So the Schumacher movies are essentially trying to bring more of the camp of the 60s Batman into that those movies and so i still feel that that tim burton batman is is trying to be a bit of that camp with Mm. his internal gothic sensibilities 
and sort of mixing that. And then when Schumacher came in, he was just like, we're going to just amp the shit out of the camp. (laughs) And so especially Batman and Robin, where it's just way up to 11, it's it's literally just like fucking trash, you know, Batman that's just super fun and dumb and, (laughs) and like, I don't know. People, I feel like, people take batman so seriously <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just like who gives a shit it's <clears throat> a fucking fun movie like the fir- in batman returns no the batman and robin the beginning of that movie like mr freeze fucking ices wherever the fuck they are and then <laughs> they like bust out bat skates <laughs> and they're like ice skating <laughs> and then there's something where like then they launch something into space like this is the same scene. Like <laughs> the same scene. <laughs> it's like I th- I think it's I, I'm pretty sure it's that one. It maybe it's the other one. I don't know. Anyway, some something goes into space and then they like get some like bat fucking space thing and uh, it's nuts and it's super fun. I don't know. I people are just it's the same thing with with uh anything that's kind of campy i can't think of the thing i was trying to think of but hmm. people just they i don't know they they expect something and then when it's not that they react poorly yeah and so mm. i think that schumacher is not trying to be tim burton and so People wanted more. People Tim wanted though. Tim Burton, yeah. and they didn't want Camp Batman. They thought like, "Oh well, Tim Burton is bringing Batman into the modern era. This is like, this is new and fresh. It's '80s, and there's fucking Prince songs. <laughs> this is Batman." And then to go back to like a '60s style Batman, people rejected that. Yeah, and I mean, and that was going on more than just the movies you know that was when frank miller was putting out his batman comics and turned the character a lot darker yes and everything after that had kind of done that too like the the animated series was more in line with those burton you know stylistically yeah with the the being darker and grittier and yeah and that was kind of where that that franchise was kind of headed was in this you know it was going in that direction and the fans were all on board for that direction and then schumacher suddenly like let's go back to this where everybody was was in the process of walking away from (laughs) (laughs) kind of just kind of hit it the wrong way i'm sure but yeah but i as a kid i saw batman forever the val kimmer one in the theater i was probably like 12 or something and it was like the perfect movie i fucking loved it i thought it was just fantastic and i still think it's good is it really that old i kind of thought they were late 90s but um i want to say batman forever is like 95 or something like that 95 96 maybe maybe yeah and then batman forever is probably like 97 98 maybe okay yeah, I guess, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. And then they didn't make anything for a while, until yeah, until the uh, the newer Christopher Nolan ones. Yeah, and I mean, even like the first one of that is like '05 or something, maybe. So it's not even that long. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. 
Yeah, I do. I do kind of remember being pretty young when I heard uh, of uh, Batman Forever and what the uh, the new Batmobile was going to look like. And, yeah. Yeah, they redesigned all that stuff. Yeah, I just, I, I just remember something. Somebody involved in the design. I was like, "Here's the new Batmobile that we're gonna make for this new movie." And yeah, looking at me like, "Ew." Yeah, <laughs> it no, looks ugly. It, they're not very good. The Batman and Robin one is really bad. It's fucking ugly as shit, and it sucks because like that one that they designed for the the Tim Burton movies is dope like yeah, why change yeah. it it looks awesome right i like, mean that's that's why they kept it in the cartoon series is yeah. that same batmobile it's from the, dope the burton movies and yeah i don't know why they changed it i don't know i guess because they needed to give it a blow new, more yeah. money <laughs> you know they had a budget and they needed to use it I guess. <laughs> something like I that know. those those movies also add robin something that neither of the tim burton movies have and right, so right. i feel like a lot of people don't like it because people that hate robin might be a part of it too is that robin is usually uh, kind of pissed on as, yeah <laughs> like the cheesy lame sidekick <laughs> character but. yeah but I don't, I don't give a shit i like them yeah. especially batman forever that one's really good solid movie i was like at the height of my jim carrey love fucking ace ventura i was like in love with ace ventura and then he did mm. batman forever and it was just like oh fuck this is great oh see that that's that's something else and actually with a can tie this back into kabuki man there's the quote on the cover of kabuki man that it's like yeah i think it's on the front there where it says it's like part columbo oh yes columbo Car- with the dash of jim carrey yeah that, that actually worried me because i've never enjoyed jim carrey oh really like i've never liked jim carrey movies which is i think partially why i didn't watch those later batman movies it was like oh it's got jim carrey in it <laughs> yeah he's in the one but arnold is in <clears throat> batman and robin the last one yeah that's mr true. freeze <laughs> yawn ice you know whatever the fuck he says he has like a million ice puns and everyone makes fun of them but it's like yeah but it's arnold i don't give a fuck what arnold's saying it's fucking awesome just needs to be arnold saying it. yeah That's arnold's saying it and he's it's it's, it's fucking dumb ice puns i laugh every time because it's arnold and it's like oh arnold you're so funny <laughs> i lo- i honestly like i love it arnold's great yeah He's all Someday, like iced maybe. out, and yeah. you know he looks cool. Yeah, I think that also threw me off because I'm used to different version of Mister Freeze from the cartoon, where he's yeah. kind of a nerdy scientist kind of guy that got turned. And, and well, he's he's a scientist guy. He's just Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying Arnold cannot be a scientist? What is this? I'm saying he can't be this scrawny little like nerdy guy. That's no. Yeah, but he, you know, he still has the same. This, the same. I mean, I don't know anything about my knowledge of Mister Freeze is Arnold in that movie, and right. so he like he has the uh, the wife where he's, he's frozen trying, trying to, to save, save yeah. her, and so there's a, a humanity to that character that's yeah that's sad, it's, uh, you know. And there's yeah, it's just it's just in that cartoon and most other representations of him since then. I think the cartoon actually solidified his his kind of story and yeah. nature, and he's this very somber character. Oh. very monotone and 
uh, in his speech and freeze. <laughs> <laughs> like he he almost sounds like a robot. That oh he's, wow! Because he, he's just his heart has been frozen, and he's like he's he's now this cold-hearted, yeah. emotionless kind of guy who's just driven by this one urge and. Huh. Uh, so he's he's a very different character and very sympathetic in a in a way. He's and, sympathetic in Batman yeah. and Robin though too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, not having seen that yeah. movie, I can't really like no, draw you, a, a parallel or con- contrast. But. I would say that you should watch it. Number one, it's Arnold. Number two, he says a bunch of ice puns. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, he's still he's still sympathetic, and I think that they do a good job of that. I think Arnold is a good actor. I don't care what anybody says, and I think he does a good job of, of drawing that humanity out of that character. Yeah. And the movie around him, you know, isn't great, but it's still super fun. And you also get Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, and and the world's first. Uh, incarnation of Bane on the big screen. Ooh. <laughs> um, he doesn't say anything. He's just like this hulking sort of thing. But he has the the look of the comic Bane. Hmm. Not that I know much about him, but I know what he looks like. Yeah, he's a big Mexican wrestler with, yes. with tubes coming out yes. of his back. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's the character in in that movie. So you don't like Jim Carrey? Okay, well. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know that I've ever really even watched a movie. As, I, I would see trailers for Jim Carrey oh, and like Ace enough. Ventura, and I was just like, oh, that looks so freaking horrible. So wait a minute, have you never seen Dumb and Dumber? No. Oh, fuck. Dumb and Dumber is fucking uh, Again, fantastic. that's another movie that I'd see trailers for, and I'd go like, oh, that looks horrible <laughs> when oh, it man. came out, and I just didn't even want oh, anything man. to do with it at I, the time. I fucking love Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. That shit is great. I mean, I saw it at the time when it was when it came out in the theater, and I thought it was a hoot. And I watched it ever since, and I still think it's a hoot. <laughs> I watched the fucking sequel that they made. Not they made two sequels. One without Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. I didn't see that one because I don't give a shit. But they made another sequel later where they're like old now, <laughs> and I fucking. I loved it. <laughs> like it was, it's got like one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was so funny. I mean, it's 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 kind of a remix, like the new Star Wars movies, where it's just like a lot of the old things like redone. And so it's it's not a good movie in that regard, but it hits like I don't know. It's fucking funny. <laughs> I would recommend if you're gonna watch any. Jim Carrey comedy, I would recommend that one hmm. over Ace Ventura or anything like that. But uh, he's a, he's a good uh, dramatic actor as well. He's in The Truman Show. It's a very good movie. I would recommend that. Yeah, I might be uh, more interested in seeing his dramatic work. Yeah, as, uh, that's a good one. I can't think of anything else offhand. but I know I've seen parts of some... I, I think I saw it maybe kind of towards the end. It was something that was just airing on TV or something. And yeah. I was flipping through. Or just, I, I saw parts of it, and it was definitely a Jim Carrey one where he was in a more dramatic role. And it was like he was in some TV world. Where, yes, yeah, Truman and, Show. Okay, so that was 
but I, I've seen a good chunk of that anyway, or pieces of it or something. Yeah. But I kind of remember him just being in a boat and hitting the yes. end of uh, yes. the, the end of the, the world yeah. as a wall. And that's like, the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he climbs up the stairway. And, yeah. yeah so. Adios. That's a good movie. So I guess I, I caught the end of that movie at some point in my life. <laughs> yeah. You were frowning the whole time. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> I will get no joy of this. <laughs> Probably I've had that just kind of feeling of him in general, just from like yeah, the trailers from his comedies. Was like, mm, not gonna go there. But ah, uh, well, so, I, I don't that know. was of course in the '90s when they were happening. Yeah, so, or 2000, whenever the heck those movies were made. There. Um. Well, like Truman Show's later 90s, that's probably 97 maybe, yeah, 98, so. and Ace Ventura's like, I don't know, 93, 94, and then there's yeah. the sequel that's later, and Dumb and Dumber is 95, 96, something okay. like that, so. Yeah, because I, I would there. just see trailers for them when they were yeah. new coming out and just being like, <laughs> Oh, man. So this is funny because you I like liked, anime yeah, comedy. I liked, yeah, there, there's... And anime comedy is very over-the-top, big right, facial right. expressions. And that's kind of Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm not sure I can really explain it. I just yeah. I had a bad reaction to Jim Carrey. I don't know why. Huh. Well, I say watch Dumb and Dumber. Because <laughs> not only do you have Jim Carrey, you have the great Jeff Daniels. And they play off each other so well. <laughs> and there's just so many dumb, dumb fucking jokes that just work. I don't know. It's so fun. I love that fucking movie. Um, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I can't think of anything else that that he's in that's really good. I probably haven't seen it, but anyway, Kabuki Man. Do we have anything else to say about Kabuki Man? I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't know. I full of fun. It's full of craziness. I, I liked the monkey, well, the the monkey butler, Toyota. Yeah, he's he's very fun. He has a lot of. He's in the movie quite a bit. I didn't yeah. remember him being in it so much, but. Yeah, I kind of thought it was a. Uh, I I liked the little twist. I mean, you knew there was going to be some twist with him at the end. And the whole prophecy of the, yes, the, the you, monkey yeah, riding a monkey, the jaguar. Right. And did you, you see it coming though? I did not was... see it coming. Like <laughs> even after he gives them the keys, like yeah. I I didn't like that didn't register in my head. Well, I don't think they ever showed that the car was a jaguar until right, right. that moment where they sort of <clears throat> revealed that. Right, and so it's just like it, it wasn't until like it, the reveal that I went, "Oh shit!" It's <laughs> so funny. I like that a lot. Like you kind of knew he was going to be involved in that somehow, and he, yeah, because it's like you're bringing a monkey to this. So they've been talking about this monkey riding the jaguar for you know the whole movie. So you know it's going to play in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, it still managed to be surprising. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and uh and i, I liked the uh, there, there was that good tiger mauling yes <laughs> yes that's uh, that's part of the of the the 
footage cut out for the <laughs> right, right. PG version. <laughs> I loved at the end, they've just got like the tiger just gnawing on some bones. Yeah. He's just happy being a tiger. He's like, mm, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> just like, oh, damn. There's this like scattered skeleton. <laughs> yeah. That poor girl just gets completely eaten. Yeah. That was, that was a good scene. I guess we talked about the end guy. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, he was definitely awesome looking. I was I was I was disappointed he just kinda explodes, but Yeah, that's pretty sad. But Oh well. You know. Kabuki Man saved the day, you know? <laughs> right. Would you rather see him not save the day? Uh, I don't know. If it meant a sequel, maybe. <laughs> well, they were supposed to make a sequel already, like mm just based on this ending so right. it was going to be uh sergeant kabuki man lapd oh you <laughs> moved to la <laughs> yeah so he was supposed to move to la and, <coughs> and uh do something there but i don't know they never got it off the ground uh sad yeah I'd, I'd i'd be down for watching it if there was a sequel. yeah i mean i'd watch it too i don't i don't know like maybe I guess, well, because Trauma still uses the character, so I was going to say maybe it was a thing where they couldn't, hmm. you know, maybe the character was co-owned by the Japanese companies or something, but Trauma's still using them, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a case like, uh, did you ever watch Conan, the the, the Conan O'Brien show? No, not Late really. Night no. Fucking Conan is the best. <laughs> He's fucking hilarious. Anyway, Conan has all these weird characters <laughs> that he did on the NBC show. Mm. And when he moved from the late night show to the tonight show, it's NBC. So he was able to, he could still pull from all of those characters that he used. Oh, okay. So he had his show. Wasn't Triumph the Dog one of his? Or? Triumph the Insult Comic Dog yeah. is, is uh, from the show created by Robert Smigel, though. Um, I don't know who he was a writer on Conan and he also writes mm -hmm. for SNL and stuff, but, um, Conan wrote for SNL. So they probably met okay. on there and Conan wrote for the Simpsons for a while. Maybe he met them there. Anyway, he has this whole group of characters, pimp bot 5,000 <laughs> and, and it, it was fucking great. And uh, one of the best characters is it's the stupidest fucking thing you've ever seen, but you probably haven't seen it. The masturbating bear. It's just a bear that comes out and he has a loincloth on and he's just kind of like shaking his arm. It's fucking, it's the stupidest thing you've ever seen, but it's fucking hilarious. Anyway, he moves to the Tonight Show. Tonight Show is like prestige. You know, you, you don't have the masturbating bear on the, on the Tonight Show, right? So they could use their characters, but they chose not to use that. Anyway, big fallout. They, they fired Conan from the tonight show and so now oh was that in between jay leno stints like didn't they have yes. jay leno and then they got rid of him and then they got him back and then yes. they got rid of him and yeah the, so conan was announced as the new tonight show host like five years in advance or something and then jay leno was gonna step down but there was something that happened where they gave jay leno a show before the tonight show and so people weren't like the Jay Leno people were watching the Jay Leno show and then the Conan people were watching the tonight show for Conan. And so his ratings like were going down and instead of bowing out, Jay Leno just wanted to continue doing the show, his show. 
And so then they fired Conan, put Jay Leno back, and Conan got a deal with TBS to do his own show. Mm-hmm. And on the first version, the first show of that new show on TBS, he's like, okay, this is not an NBC show, so we're starting from scratch with all the characters because we're not paying licensing to them. And, you know, I, I created all these characters, but I can't use them because they're owned by NBC. I made them as a, an employee there. Ah, what the hell? And then the masturbating bear comes out <laughs> because are, is NBC going to sue him <laughs> over that? <laughs> and I think it's great. <clears throat> so maybe trauma is using kabuki man because it's like whatever they don't fucking care namco is not gonna sue us maybe sue trauma <clears throat> yeah over, that over using kabuki man could but, be but i like to think that that trauma still like they retained character rights and uh are still using them but i don't know but in terms of of the sequels like it's hard for trauma to get money so they kind of have to yeah and if this wasn't a big successful thing it was not then it might not be high on the list of things they can get money for no like i would think that they could get money for a toxic avenger movie well before they could get money for a kabuki man movie and they could still put kabuki man in a Tati movie, yeah, so, so I, it's yeah, and that I might like even more than just yes. the Kabuki Man. All yes, because then you get gore. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you, you get both, you get Toxie right. and Kabuki. And that's where Toxie Four is 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 quite the movie because uh, yeah. it's it's packed full of all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It kind of makes me want like a a trauma like avengers or justice yeah or like just a whole bunch movie. of like trauma superheroes just running around <laughs> which i get i guess in a backhanded kind of way you got with the uh the toxic crusaders cartoon show yeah but. the cartoon <laughs> they were supposed to make a kabuki man cartoon as well they, oh, wow. they were trying to get uh, that licensed or something and i guess it fell through but they were trying some way to get extra money you know <laughs> trauma is always trying to keep ahead of the right, right. the bills <laughs> and and they keep doing it you know they've been around for yeah they've uh, a long time still making stuff still making stuff yeah i don't know i mean they made shitstorm that was like probably they probably shot that last year maybe oh, or the right. year before they're they're still in business. Yeah, they just I mean they they were trying to finish Return to Nukem High Volume Two for quite a while, mm-hmm. and they had to do at least I think they did two Kickstarters to like further fund reshoots, and that's where my friend Evan, uh, who writes into the podcast, mm-hmm. that's where he got involved with Trauma, where where mm-hmm. they were doing. Uh, another round of reshoots they needed to do fx reshoots because whatever fx footage they had shot like the the mask was shitty or something so they needed a new mask for the Hmm. the creature and they needed to shoot more footage with him and then they sent out this call and evan responded to the the 
the trauma signal <laughs> that trauma they signal sent out. Guy. Yeah, and so he responded with the, a whole bunch of, like, this is what I can do, and they said, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you, and, you know, the, that trauma logo is kind of an oval, like the uh, the bat signal is <laughs> kind of an oval to shine yes, up on a cloud. I, if I'm not mistaken, there's, there's uh, it's not, I don't think it's on here. No, but I feel like there is a version of the trauma like logo where it, it is shooting out over the, the mm -hmm. city. But I could just be making that up. I don't know. I can't think of anything that it's on offhand, but hmm. but uh yeah, I speaking of Evan, I did want to say that if you if you love Kabuki Man <laughs> and you love Toxic Avenger, uh for Troma Evan created a, a mask of Toxic Avenger and of Kabuki Man to be used um they use them at conventions and stuff. Cool. It's fun because every time I see a, a picture of Lloyd Kaufman at a convention, there'll be like a toxi with him, and it's Evan's mask. And it's like, ah, <laughs> like I, he made that. That's so cool. My friend fucking did that. And yeah. so anyway, on his website, EvanParaEffects.com, you can uh, – he sells uh, – you know, he has the mold so he can make you a, a custom thing. You can make a mask or a bust like I have here. Cool. Of Kabuki Man or yeah. Toxie and many other creations that he did on his own. So, yeah, if you're a big fan, <laughs> if you really liked Kabuki Man, you can get your own Kabuki Man <laughs> to put on the wall. Or or dress up as for Halloween yes. or something. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know, do we have anything else about Kabuki Man? I don't know. It's not. It's not deep. No, it's not. <laughs> not very deep. <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, subtext to unpack or anything. Not that we go deep on that kind of stuff, but sometimes we do. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's just a fun, silly adventure of Kabuki Man. You said it's a niche, but you liked it. Yeah. Do yeah. You, do you think it's your niche? I I think it is. It, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if a decade or more ago it would have been, but yeah. It, it is. I've I've I'm definitely open to it to it today for sure. Awesome. Do you think that watching the taxis beforehand kind of revved you up? Yeah, I think I think it gave me like the appropriate expectations yeah. of like what kind of style this film was going to be, what kind of like humor. Yeah, was if you just be in walked there. in blind off yeah. of Netflix, like what's this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because just the title alone is kind of uh, it sets, is it is <laughs> sets pretty the bar absurd, in yeah. a way. Right. Um, so I don't know, but <laughs> I think I would have approached it at a uh, earlier date as more like oh this is gonna be so freaking stupid and yeah yeah and kind of garbagey and and now yeah, it's just i don't know it's just fun yeah it's just fun yeah and that's how movies should be seen i think just fuck it it's just a movie yeah <laughs> it's fun unless it's legitimate trash <laughs> Like the Star Wars movies, <laughs> like the new ones. <laughs> I just got to get my digs in because I I don't like them. But yeah. Anyway, I guess uh, I don't know. I guess that's it. I guess we'll kabuki off into the sunset. Yeah. Arigato. 
What is the arigato? That's that, that's uh, thank you. That's thank I, you. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. thank you? Yeah. Domo arigato. Uh, okay. Well, I fucked up then. Yeah. The uh, sayonara. Sayonara. That's. Didn't it. you say that there's some other like? Yeah. There's like jana. Jana. That's more of a casual see you later kind of thing. All right. Well, jana. <laughs> see. <ya. laughs> hey, you know what? Not just it's it's it's. It's Tony January, <laughs> so it's Tony Jana. <laughs> <laughs>